Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, how's it going? Sandro here. Thanks so much for checking out the brand new episode of Oldie Buddy Goody. This one is so much fun. We review a J-horror called Pulse with our regular guest, Ben. He's back for maybe his eighth episode, something like that. And it's a really, really fun discussion. I can't wait for you to hear it. Quick little warning up top, though. Uh, I do have to let you know that the movie Pulse does feature quite a lot of dark themes, a lot of themes about suicide, a lot of themes about depression. So if those topics are not something that you want to listen to today, that is completely fine. Skip this episode. Maybe go back, check out any of Ben's previous episodes that you might have missed. He's done a bunch of them, about two a year. There is a huge back catalogue there for you to check out. But with that being said, here it is. As always, the show is brought to you by Patreon. Uh, There's a brand new bonus episode up there right now on Up the Creek. Crazy, weird 80s comedy. It's wild. Basically just Police Academy again. And also brought to you by that debut Kegel and Greg album. Comedy rap. I'm involved, but I'm definitely not Greg. Wink, wink. Promo coming up in the middle of the show, you'll hear it. And here it is, the episode on Pulse. Enjoy. Imagine a year where... Sorry, Sandra, you seem to be breaking up there a bit. What year was that, sorry? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. And welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast reviewing movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. This week, we are stepping a little bit outside of our usual wheelhouse. This year, we've been doing a lot of crowd pleasers. This week, we're doing a weird J-horror called Pulse. My name is Sundro. As always, I'm joined by Zachary. What? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm commonly known on the streets. And joining us this week is ben That's me. Vol-chockaroo. What? <laughs> sure, why not? Anything goes. And you know when Ben shows up, we're doing something a little bit artsy, fartsy, and good. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> that was a fun movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The movie's called Pulse or Cairo, depending on the language. Japanese horror. One of the scariest that we've done, I think. That opening, like, half hour is probably the scariest thing we've ever done on this podcast. Because most horrors that we do are dumb. Mm. Um, <laughs> whereas, you know, it's 2001, we're getting smart ones. Yeah, this one was 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 a smart one. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I could uh, talk you into choosing this for the, for the episode. Because, yeah, it's one of my favourite horror films. Yeah, you... Gave this five stars on Letterboxd. I sure did. And I also gave um, one of this director's previous films. um, So the director is Kiyoshi Kurosawa. No relation to Akira. 
uh, yeah, one of his previous films called Cure, I also gave five stars because um, I thought it was just so uh, brilliant and haunting and terrifying. <laughs> mm. So, mm. And, and I wasn't sure whether, I think this might have been the second film of his that I saw. And I, I was like, oh, maybe it won't hold up. You know, maybe it was like a one-off. But it was not a one-off. It was, yeah, just absolutely eerie and gets under your skin. Yeah, big time spookums and creepiness and <laughs> atmosphere and just making you sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of this movie. Zach, what did you think of it? Wow. Yeah, no, definitely sad. I was like, oh my God, you're not alone though. There's people mm-hmm. right there. They love you. Why are you... There's literal people there being like, hey, stay around. But then, yeah, they are alone and uh, also dead maybe. Yes. The plot here is... Wild. Uh, yeah, very vague. So it's going to be fun mm. going through the synopsis of this one. Because it, it, the laws, I guess, the laws of this world are quite vague. Very similar to Wings of Desire in that I feel like, Zach, you're a big fan of like world building and that sort of stuff. Mm. And they don't explain anything. Yeah, yeah. But I did like... How it led into the ending. I particularly mm. liked the ending of this film because I was not expecting it. Mm. It's really good. For just utter chaos in the <laughs> end. Oh, yeah. We should say spoilers. Watch this if you haven't. Yeah, spoilers. Go uh, go watch this movie. <laughs> go watch if it. If you like Japanese horror. Or just horror in general. Or just a- any horror in general. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, incredibly atmospheric. Um, I don't know if, if, if you don't like films that are... Like, maybe a little bit slow and atmospheric, but I, th- I feel like this draws you in. Like, uh, there's, some, mm, yeah. there's some films where you sort of have to be on their level. I feel like this sucks you into its level pretty, uh, pretty immediately. Yeah, I yeah. mean, most Japanese horror, well, all the ones that I've seen, particularly from this era, are very slow. Yeah. The dialogue doesn't really mean anything. It's all about what you see. It's the same with, like, Ring, which I saw earlier and this The Grudge, year. even. The Grudge is a bit more of a popcorn movie, but it is well, also... Well, it depends. It depends. I, like, maybe the maybe the American remake, but the, um, the original... Uh, the original, like, director video grudges and the, like, the original um, Japanese Juan. Uh, because there was the there's so so many of them, but um the the like original two thousand two um Japanese The Grudge, who which was um directed by a student of this director's, so <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, Takashi Shimizu, who did the Grudge series, was a, a former student at film school of Kiyoshi Kurosawa. This I, I feel like there's a there's a real kind of <laughs> J horror pace and feel, but I think. This and potentially Cure as well are the ones that kind of cement it and yeah. maybe take it to a new level. I, I will say my my one thing I have against this movie <laughs> is that it's long. Okay. Yeah. But I think it would take away from the movie if you took that away. Yes. So it's like it's like it's hard for me to criticize it. Otherwise, I I quite enjoyed it a lot. And as you said, it like draws you in quite well, Mm. which is, I feel, the one thing that a lot of artsy movies sometimes do wrong is it's long and it doesn't quite draw you in at first. Sure. It doesn't, like, get you into the movie very well. Mm. So you have to kind of be committed to watching it to get really into it sort of thing. This This movie does a good job 
of um, yeah. Oh well, it tricks you into thinking it's an actual proper horror film at first, and yeah. then you realize, oh <laughs> wait, hang on, this is a sad psychological horror film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't even know that it's like I, I feel like it's more than just a psychological horror film. I think it's just mm. that it's an atmospheric ho- horror film. Yeah, but I I feel like it's genuinely still, you know, really <laughs> bores into the deep wells of your soul. Yes. Uh, in that in that regard. Yeah, I guess, yeah, like, it's a horror film all throughout, but at the start, you're like, oh, it's like, yeah, it's more of a oh, I see what monster you mean. horror film at yeah, the start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. With the, like, the scene on the boat, you mean? The boat, the, um, just the one in the basement room is the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I got tingles. I was like, oh, my, this is spooky. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll jump into it, Zach. I chose this movie. What else came out this week in 2001? So, the uh, other options we had was uh, Ginger Snaps, a horror film about two teenage sisters who uh, go a little far with their fascination with death. Mm. Also a very good horror film. Also good. I watched it a uh, little peek behind the curtain. I had COVID oh, and no. nothing to do. Mm. And we re- and there's quite a big gap in between th- the recording of the Mummy episode and this one because Comedy Festival happened. So I watched a bunch of stuff during that period. And one of them was this movie, Ginger Snaps. And it's the best period film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, it's a good film. It's great. It's really good. <laughs> it's very, very good. Yeah, I technically technically uh, I released in the year two thousand, but let's not get technicalities behind. Oh no, uh, we we your, we love to talk about the technicalities of when it was released because you see one. <laughs> Uh, American releases exist. Two cinema releases exist. Three. So many. Sandro has an excuse to put a good film in the (laughs) options. A lot of the time, it comes down to me having an excuse for us to watch an art film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The other options you had was The King Is Alive. Mm. Uh, Tourists are stranded in the African desert to help keep spirits alive. One of them tries to get the group to put on a Shakespeare's King Lair. K- King what, Zach? Uh, uh, <coughs> oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What is this attitude, Benjamin? <laughs> Sorry. Cut it out. Edit this out. <laughs> uh, as soon as you say edit this out, it's going to... Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to keep it in. You have to keep it in once someone says edit it out. Damn it. So mean. Oh, what's that movie where the guy teaches the... Military school Shakespeare. A Renaissance man? Yeah, Renaissance man. Sounds like a worse Renaissance man. Yeah, that was a good film. What episode yeah, was that? That was, that was like uh, a- episode 21. We reviewed Renaissance man. <laughs> wow. A long time ago. Ben, have you seen Renaissance man? I sure have not. <laughs> what is this attitude all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> We've got we've got sassy Ben on today. <laughs> you sure have. <laughs> he was agreeing with us, but he still sounded sassy. <laughs> Speaking of sassy, uh, our final movie option was A Knight's Tale, uh, a film set in the medieval times where Heath Ledger is jousting everyone and yeah. potentially uh, not jousting people for love. Ah, uh, uh, well, he will be doing jousting later. In the bedroom. Yeah. Ah, yes. God damn it. Uh, that's a good movie. We'll do it on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, it's one of my personal favorites from growing up. I watched that one quite a lot when I was a kid. 
All right, but Pulse. This was released uh, for a very limited theatrical run in America in 2005. Because Whoa. Harvey Weinstein, he bought the rights really? to this movie. And uh, then was like, instead of releasing it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to not release it and make my own version of the film. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, no one will ever see the original. They'll only see my version. Yeah. Um, and it flopped. And even though it was co-scripted by Wes Craven. Oof. Yeah, Wes Craven was involved at some point. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened. So this film never really got released in America. We're going by the Cannes Film Festival release date on this one, the 11th of May. <laughs> of course, of course. The what? The, the sorry. Oh, sorry. I I, I just got uh, the 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 what film festival sent? <laughs> uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that film festival. But yeah, as you mentioned, it's written and directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, uh, who has been called the David Cronenberg of Japan. Whoa. Even though he's not really known for body horror. No, but sort of a little, you know, elevated horror before it was elevated horror, I guess. As you say, it's the the type of horror that would get played at the Cannes Film Festival, as did quite a number of David Cronenberg's films, Um, and uh, including his upcoming one anyway yeah i'm excited for that only good um but yeah the uh yeah kurosawa still directing to this day yeah not really doing horror he's doing a lot of historical uh romantic drama sort of stuff uh some actions in there yeah he's he, his uh st- started off his career in sort of like uh video doing uh borderline porn essentially yep um and then he also, one of his first films was called Sweet Home, which was a film that was released alongside uh, a video game, um, which then inspired Resident Evil. Ah, there you go. Yeah, a bunch of people shooting a documentary in a haunted mansion, um, and shit goes haywire. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's made a whole number of uh, very interesting, often very... Very creepy films. Yeah. So went from softcore porn to gaming to horror films? Something like this. Okay, okay. Just just clarifying. Just clarifying I heard that right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a diverse career. Uh, For the cast, Kumiko Aso plays Mishi, who's, I guess, our first lead. We kind of have two leads Mm. in the movie because it's kind of two separate stories that eventually intersect. Everyone on the internet says this is two stories <laughs> it plays out like one story it's basically one inter- interconnected it's yeah. one yeah if you were like reading a book it's one of the, those ones where each chapter heading has the character's name and then you follow their stories and eventually they intertwine it's one of those mm. ones but yes um she's in a lot of japanese films and shows i've actually seen her recently in another horror film she did a ring zero the prequel to ringu uh which is not a great movie but she's fantastic <laughs> in it yeah oh, there you go I'm just looking at her filmography. I've seen her in uh, a film called Zebra Man, which is about a teacher who takes on the persona of the fictional superhero, like old TV uh, superhero known as Zebra Man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I couldn't find much information about the guy that plays the second lead, the student, but the friend that he makes, Haru, is played by Koyuki Kato, who had a main role in Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai. 
Ah. Oh, everyone's favourite. Yeah, that <laughs> film that everyone loves. <laughs> it's aged so well. Yeah. Uh, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60% audience score, slightly lower, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Lots and lots of praise for the first half hour of this movie. Many saying <laughs> it contains some of the scariest moments in film history. And then everyone's kind of split on the rest of it. Some don't like how vague it is, saying it's tedious and annoying. Others think it's really cool, full of great ideas. Uh, it is on a bunch of best horror movies and best horror moments lists around internets, magazines, that sort of thing. Mm. Surprisingly, didn't win or get nominated for any Cannes Film Festival awards, though. Huh. No. I thought it would have been nominated, at least. Mm. I think I think automatically uh, being entered into the festival nominates you, technically. We don't know how much this movie cost, and it didn't get a proper release anywhere outside of festivals and very limited runs. So I don't have any real box office numbers on this one, but we do have a tagline. Oh, yeah. Do you want to meet a ghost? Oh, yeah. Mm. My tagline would have referenced uh, the idea of connection. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's about... About loneliness and the internet, and both of those need a connection. Oh. So I would, I would have said something, something about, uh, you know, loneliness, the internet. The internet was made to connect each other, but we're still alone. Do you want to meet a ghost? That sounds like something <laughs> that, like, a creepy man would shout from an alleyway. Sounds like something a ghost would write on your screen for the main character to panic and close his computer to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they can use that shot in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> My tagline would have been, the year 2020 is going to be really annoying and this movie is going to make you think about it a bunch in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think one of the things that um, works or like that I quite enjoyed about this film is how, uh, you know, despite the fact that the technology might feel a little bit dated in terms of the, you know, the computers they use, yeah, the, the, the dial-up um, and whatever... I feel like the the essence of the internet and of, you know, computer technology, I think it really got that, um, which I, I think is pretty remarkable for the fact that it was released in 2001. And, yeah, the, the essence of what it was saying and what it was tapping into, uh, I think, has really held up and has, it, you know, no less true, yeah. if not truer, than it was the, back then. Definitely surprisingly relevant to this day. You know, everyone isolated alone with your internet and turning into ghosts. Very relatable. Oh, but here's the thing, Zach. Uh It said, like, they use Windows 98 in this movie, but they don't play Microsoft Solitaire once. Zach, where was the Microsoft <laughs> Solitaire? That, that's why everybody's depressed and turns into ghosts. Is <laughs> that's they right. All they need Minecraft. is a glimpse of that end screen animation with all the cars <laughs> yeah, flipping yeah. across the screen, bouncing and creating shadows of themselves. <laughs> that would have saved and everything. The, 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 like, the film could have been cut off at five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they would have like, oh, I was alone, but this is great. Look yeah. at the cards bounce. You see an echo of them. All right, let's get into the plot of this one. Uh, it opens with ye olde dial-up internet. Which we have 
referenced multiple times already, so I don't think we need a rendition. Yeah, but I am the only one doing it, and I think both of you should also do it, and I will see who's the best at doing the dial-up internet noise. Zach, you're first. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Ding. I liked that. A strong thumb up. Now, Ben, <laughs> how about you? Can you do better? <laughs> I wasn't on board, but then you went. (laughs) (laughs) I think Ben wins. That's a clear winner there. Um, I'm totally outmatched. (laughs) Thank you. We see one of our main characters, Mishi. She's on a ship, uh, seemingly by herself, talking about some sort of event that happened. We're very confused. And then it flashes back in time, maybe about a month or something. But as a. American audience with low attention span, it didn't put up on screen the exact time frame on which to jump back, so I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I didn't put in big white words two months ago or something. One month ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> full wibbly wobbly uh, transitions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't even put on screen like the location. No. So I was I was super confused. On a boat somewhere <laughs> in the ocean. Yes, exactly. I don't know why it didn't just say that. Yeah. That would have explained it perfectly. And there was like hardly any explosions in this film. No. Well, there was more explosions than I was expecting though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I said hardly any. It saves it at the end. Well, speaking of a ridiculous amount of explosions, our episode of Up the Creek is now on Patreon. Check that out if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, a ridiculous amount of explosions in your teen sex comedy. So, yeah, uh, speaking of that narration thing that you were doing, Ben, I've got a feeling that a lot of this movie is ADR'd over, particularly at the start. It does seem like a lot of it uh, wasn't recorded on set, but I also think that adds to the movie a lot, makes it feel quite dreamy. So I wonder if it was on purpose. I don't know. I don't know. I It could just be the way that it was shot and they, you know, weren't able to mic everyone up. Like, uh, there's a lot of shots through windows or, mm. you know. Oh, yeah. The, the shots were pretty great. I love the angles they chose and see. Yeah. It's it's very well filmed. Kind of keeps you at a bit of a distance mm. um, at all times, I think. Um, but also lets you in very slowly. Makes you makes you feel like you're a ghost <laughs> watching everything. Ha ha. Mm. Uh, Zach, what happens? So, uh, the lady, uh, some some lady, she calls up uh, uh, her boyfriend or just friend. I don't know. It's never explained. So they're in a they're in a nursery. Yeah, yeah, they're in a plant nursery. No babies here. No. They call him up, but he hasn't answered the phone. He hasn't answered for a week. Mm. Mm. And they're starting to get worried about him. Mm. And the other lady there, slightly older lady, she goes, hmm, maybe I should go check up on him. Yeah. Seeing as we haven't heard from him, apparently he's working on a disc. Mm-hmm. Is it the internet disc? Like a floppy disc, I assume. I think it was a CD. Or was it or a CD? Interesting. Well, we see a CD of the internet installation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, he was, maybe it took him that long to... De- to connect to the dial-up. I'm not, I'm not sure. This technology stuff, it's all very new to me. I don't I don't quite understand <laughs> these fancy schwancy technologies, so it was all a little confusing for me. <laughs> and so she, she heads down to, to his place. Oh, she heads there on a bus, which is filmed ye olde fashioned way 
with like the moving painting behind it and everything. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked really cool. It was like definitely on purpose that it looked like that. It almost made you feel claustrophobic because mm. it was a bus with paintings on the outside. I don't know. Mm. I thought that was like a really cool shot. I, I liked the music already. I, I was, I wrote down in my notes, it was like, oh, I like the music. Mm. Very, very suspenseful sort of, sort of, sort of music. Very, very well done. Uh, so yeah, she gets there and uh, she 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 finds the guy. He's great. He's fine. He's doing well. Um, he seems a bit off. <laughs> you know, he's just staring off into the window. But everything's great. Everything's fine. Nothing is wrong. Apart from the crackling weird basement. Oh yeah. Ah, don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll we'll tape that up. Tell no one to go on there. Everything will be fine. Yeah, he seems fine. He's just standing behind a curtain next to the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Staring out. Yeah. Yeah. He picks up some cables. He's fine. Look, look, that's what I do all the time. I like standing in, like, dark corners of the house, just looking out the window, but but only with half my face yeah. Yeah. staring out. Oh, and whenever I stand up as well, I like to go... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Almost like the soundtrack is trying to do like a scary thing. Mm, mm. And he, in fact, he's so fine that he goes into another room. And then when uh, she goes to check on him, he's hanged himself. Aww. Oh, no. That's how fine he's doing. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like he was fine at all. <sighs> and so all the co-workers, all of his co-workers are like, hmm, I wonder if it's got something to do with this disc he was working on. Mm -hmm. So they load it up and they see a picture of his apartment. Yeah, his sort of basement place. They're also a little bit upset. I'd like to point this out. You know, you make it sound like they're like, oh, oh man, that's weird. Why did this happen? Oh, guess we'll go check out this disc he was working on. No, they're they're rather upset about the situation. They are are quite They're like, oh man, why, why did this happen, you know? One of them is like, it's almost like that movie Ringu, but instead of a VHS, it's this floppy disk. <laughs> One of them said that, and I was just instantly just pulled out of the movie. Mm, mm. It was a bit weird. Or should I say pulled into the movie, well. like the girl coming out of the TV and, pull- and, and pulling you in. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. I'm cutting that. <laughs> cool. No, no. Uh, edit that out. Oh, See, I said no, the words edit gonna... it out. You can't edit it out. <laughs> now I've got to leave it in. <laughs> it's okay. You edit it. You can do it. I won't. <laughs> you won't. It all stays in. Everything <laughs> stays in. Much like uh, the tape in a VHS. It stays in. <laughs> nice, nice linking. Anyway, um, this is the point where we then cross over to our second main character. Well, well, hang on. Before before you move on, what was on the what was on the screen? Oh yeah, it was a picture of the room. Yeah. And the computer, mm. which had a picture of the room with the computer. Yeah. Which had a picture of the room with the computer, which had a picture of... Yeah, and uh, etc. That yeah. was pretty cool. I liked that. Oh, and a face on the monitor. Oh, yeah, there was a face on the monitor. Uh, I wrote down, they did the, the, can you enhance that? Enhance. <laughs> Zoom in. Yeah, they did do that. <laughs> they did. I was hoping you'd notice that as well. (laughs) Ah, yes. The power of technology. I loved back in the day where we could enhance on things and zoom into pictures. It's a shame we can't do that anymore. 
G'day, Kegel here from Aussie Rap Duro, Kegel and Greg. I write funny songs with my true blue bestie, Greg, who sounds a lot like Sandra from the podcast you're listening to right now. Coincidence? I think so. This episode of Aldi by the Goody is brought to you by a debut album, Keep Em Wondering, which is out right now. Here's a sneak preview of one of the songs. The dynamic duo from the suburb at Seaston. And to our day one fans, this is for you, that's why we're singing. Good day, good day, tell me how you, how you going today? Good day, good day, tell me how you, how you going today? Good day, Oh my goodness, that sounded so good. I'm going to have to go listen to Keep Em Wondering by Kegel and Greg on my favorite music streaming platform right now. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Anyway, we're introduced to our second character, Kawashami. He is a student, an economics student, and he's loading up some internet on his computer. And the name of his internet provider is Uranus. Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice. I didn't write that down at all. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that. Wow, that's a that's an interesting fact. I I did though write down the quote he said while he was installing the internet. It's he's he's reading like the terms of service or whatever, and he says, "What's this crap?" Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, "Hey, that's relatable." So some things have not dated at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even to this day, that's the most modern thing in this movie. I think. <laughs> Yeah, obviously the name of the internet service provider Uranus, obviously um, a reference to the famous internet service provider Planet Butthole. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah, I use that service all the time. (laughs) Anyway, what happens with him, Ben? What happens with this side of the story? Well, uh, he, he tries to log on to the internet um but instead of just normally opening up um it uh it just o- randomly opens up uh, a web page um just out of nowhere uh, and uh the website is um just a r- ordinary n- run of the mill website where just people are has videos with people uh, looking weird and um <laughs> Being alone in their rooms uh, with plastic bags over their heads. What is this, Reddit? No, dude, it's, it's Twitch. It's Twitch. That's right. Ah, oh, right, of course, yes, because they've got videos. So there's, yeah, just like, it's like a, yeah, videos of slow-moving people standing in their rooms and, and... Oh, yeah, this was very creepy. And so he's like, ah, well, that was weird, and, and logs out and then goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the internet, huh? Hmm, seems weird. Time for bed. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. And then, yeah, he goes to sleep, but then, while he's sleeping, it turns itself back on. And shows more disturbing videos. Probably getting hacked. They've done- they did a really good job with those videos, because it's like, the the videos in the film, like, you, al- you, you, you already get a sense that that is sort of, you know, gonna come- back and it's going to be a mm. greater part of the world that, of the film mm. but for now even though they're just like some random ass creepy videos on the internet they still feel so connected to to the film and obviously the people that we're following now <laughs> essentially become people that you would see on those videos yes yeah yeah because 
I think at first you think that they're the ghosts. You're like, this is weird. Well, there's like a glimpse into the other life. But uh, as we realize later, maybe they're just lonely mm-hmm. ghosts. Lonely ghosts. So he goes to ask for tech help after his computer turned on in the middle of the night. And meets uh, one of our other main characters, Haru. Uh, and she's like, here's what you got to do. You got to print the screen. Mm. Yeah, she's like a, an instructor, um, like a computer instructor at a college. And she seems really friendly, really outgoing at this point uh, in the movie. A great character. I liked how he he takes notes and stuff. He makes sure to write down exactly what she says, which yeah, is and quite good. Exactly what she says is click on the icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and bookmark it. Oh, yeah. That's it. Easy as that. Uh, we got a bunch of other stuff, like a spooky phone call asking for help. Help me. Yeah, we hear that throughout the movie. Very creepy. Which I think is connected to the plastic bag man oh, yeah. uh, who has help me written all over the walls. I had to Google what that was. Yeah. So he, he he's the one that keeps appearing on that guy's computer on the internet. Yeah. Is the, the help me guy. He's just sitting in front of a wall that's graffitied with help me and he's got a plastic bag over his head. A black plastic bag. Really striking imagery. Uh, really uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's... um. Uh, I'm like still like flicking through it now and it's just like <laughs> yeah. mm. it's funny how much this kind of stuff like really taps into you know the later internet urban myth stuff I mean you know you obviously had um, earlier films like um, the Blair Witch Project um, but you know later on with stuff like Slender Man and um, mm. you know all, the, all this kind of I suppose creepypasta and things like that I, I Really evokes all of that, I think. Yeah, it's very ahead of its time in that sense. Very creepy pasta internet sort of stuff. Yeah. But before that was really super popular, I think. A lot of J-horror leans into that as well. The urban legends. Yeah, yeah. The Grudge and Ring are both that as well. Yeah, true, true. I think that it, it plays a lot on kind of more collective fears and collective mm. traumas and th- and things like that the grudge uh obviously a very prevalent trauma metaphor and things like that but the way it the way it is shown to affect everybody i suppose yeah. is is part of part of what makes it so effective yeah seeing seeing the people in this slowly resorting to despair and like loneliness was pretty jarring mm Yeah, so he goes back home, tries to do the stuff with the computer, but uh, he ends up seeing the plastic bag man, uh, but he manages to print the screen, I think. So he's got the address or something, which is important. But then we cut over to the other storyline, one of the other co-workers uh, in the plant place receives a spooky phone call, that help me phone call. He pulls the phone back, sees on his phone the image of that guy's room that we saw earlier. He sees that image, and so he's like, I'm going to head over there. So he goes over there. We see this, like, black stain on the wall oh, yeah. um, where the, the guy yeah. hung himself. Yeah. Oh, it's... Fuck. Ugh. Mm. Uh, we also find a piece of paper that has the words, The Forbidden Room, on it. 
which is incidentally a great film by Guy Madden released in 2015, completely unrelated. Guys, just don't go in rooms that are called forbidden. Hmm. Forbidden for a reason, just don't go in them. (laughs) Yeah, but he does. He sees a room with red tape on on it, and he's like, I'm going to go in there, and this is the scariest scene (laughs) in the movie and uh, from a lot of horror films. Uh, I feel like even the scene before that was pretty fucked with when he... He goes, he, he sees the black stain, he turns off the light, comes back, turns on the light. The guy's fucking there again. Yeah. Um, he goes up to him, starts talking to him, and then we cut back with the camera and he's just standing there talking to the fucking stain on the wall. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was so creepy. Jesus Christ, I need a shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he goes into the forbidden room and uh, a ghost is down there. Yeah, pretty much. And the ghost... Is scary. Oh, and then there's all the like red s- stuff on the walls as well. Yeah, that looks very like, much like blood. It's so weird because I I'm not sure if they filmed her walking towards him and then slowed it down, or if the actor is purposefully walking slowly. There was something really uncanny about mm. that sequence that uh, that's unlike anything else I've ever I've, I've ever seen. It looks it looks kind of slow mo. Yeah, but then I don't know. I think maybe maybe it's just she's walking that way. Yeah, I liked how the the room slowly got more visible as he went into it, and it was sort of revealed the tape on the walls and the sort of red blood, yeah, or something, whatever it was that was in there. And then yeah, the uh, the lady, and he ducks under the couch or whatever, and he looks down, but he can't see the oh. legs yeah. where she's walking. Oh. Yeah, but then you see the top down with the hands like creeping over, so she's still there. Terrifying. Yeah, and then he doesn't show up to the nursery, um, and his two coworkers are worried about him. Yes, and then he comes. He comes back. Yeah, he eventually comes back, but he's acting quite tired and weary and at first I was like well the ghost must have coughed on him and he got COVID (laughs) and it's like I went to the forbidden room the forbidden room yeah why did he do that don't go into the forbidden room people in the name of the room (laughs) yeah 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 it's very simple it's in the name of the room (laughs) it's called the forbidden room yeah why would you go inside of the room when it's called the forbidden Forbidden room. It, you'd think that they'd call it the forbidden room, thinking that someone would read the name of the room and then decide to not go into the room on the basis that it's called a forbidden room. However, this guy's a moron. He did the exact opposite of what it said in the description of the room. The description. And the name of the room are the same. Forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I agree wholeheartedly with that whole sentence. I feel like (laughs) a lot of heartache could have been avoided. Yeah. If you'd just not gone in the room. Uh, Misha gets a call from that guy that went into the forbidden room. And so she's like, all right, I'll go over to your house and see what's up. And she does. And there's a black mark on the wall. He's turned into a black Uh, mark. Oh, no, he's dead. uh, Oh, shit. Meanwhile, uh, her friend, the only other surviving co-worker, because they're all dead at this point, the only (laughs) other surviving co-worker walks into a red-taped room and we see spooky hair ghost. Uh, This ghost has flying spooky hair. Yeah. 
Wee. Wee. <laughs> that's the sound. That's the sound the hair makes. Yeah, yeah. As it, as it flails around. Uh, and then she gets uh, scared so much that, well, scared poopless, one might say. <laughs> Don't know why they'd say that. That she not only acts incredibly depressed, but also absolutely freaked out for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so so are the ghosts killing people? Or are they just making them so depressed that they... That they kill themselves. That they kill themselves, yeah. I think was... so. I think that's what's happening. Mm. Yeah, because we don't ever know, we just hear people's theories on it. And one of them was talking about how, like... The afterlife has gotten so full that ghosts are bleeding on over. So they they don't want more people to die. Instead, they're trapping them in their loneliness or something was a line I think that we get later on. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they do die. But then later on, they bleed. They start taking over the world, essentially. Yes. Yeah. The ghosts. Yeah. Definitely not what I expected, but very much appreciated. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we cut back to... The student. Uh, the student chases a spooky kid through the library. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I, was, don't, I don't know what that was about. That was bizarre because there's also... Uh, he meets this other student, right? Yeah. Who Who is, is very bravo about the ghosts. He's very like, oh, hey, you see that ghost over there? Yeah, I can see it too. Must mean it's real. Hey, you want to go chase it? Go chase it, man. <laughs> Gotta go get that ghost, you know? Yeah. I'm going to explain the plot a bit later. It's not going to make much sense. Don't worry about it. I think that's also when we learn that he is... Uh, he he doesn't believe in ghosts. And if he sees a ghost, he will refuse to believe that the, that person is a ghost. Mm. He's quite adamant on that. Good, good stance to, to take, I feel. The city's really empty now. Mm. There's barely anyone around Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, things are disastrous. Yeah, so uh, it's like an apocalypse. A ghost town, you might call it. Ghost town! (laughs) (laughs) A pulse town. No, that doesn't work as well. No. (laughs) Leave. Or it's Cairo town. Egypt. Cairo is in Egypt. Yeah? Uh, There's actually a lot of people there. (laughs) Yeah, where where, where were you going with this exactly? I don't know. Japanese name for this movie is Cairo. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. It was very interesting. So this is the heaven overflowing apocalypse where heaven overflows. So ghosts come in and just erase people from existence Mm. by making them depressed. I was like, whoa, what is going on? This is crazy. Well, they don't make them so depressed that they kill themselves, though, because not everyone who dies in this movie does it through suicide. Some just turn into dust. Yeah, what if what if they're losing the will to live, Sandro? Oh, the dust is the the will to live. <laughs> I think you're overthinking this. I don't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> How far? I, I'm I, I'm lost now. How? Where? Where? Where are we up to? Uh, we're up to the student realizing that Haru uh, is acting a bit weird. Now she's acting a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she like he goes to the college. She's missing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he goes to her house and yeah, she's outside, distraught. They have a bit of a chat where she's like, "People on the internet are basically ghosts, aren't they?" Mm. Mm. Makes you think. Makes you think. 
She's also smashing up plant pots as well. Wasn't she doing that at some point? Yeah, she was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so uh, where do they decide to go in the end? Because they decide to leave, right? They're going to take the train. Yeah, I think they just decide to go. They're just like, it's time to go. Um, So they go to take, yeah, the train out of town, out of the city. But it stops. Also, empty trains in movies. Very just unsettling. (laughs) Yes. Because anything might happen. Yeah. Spooky. Mm. And it's such a public place as well. So it's very strange for it to be empty. Yeah, I was expecting a ghost to appear there. But Mm. um, all, all that happens is the train stops and she freaks out. She's like, this is the end of the line sort of thing. Um, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it'll start up in a second, I'll just go check on the driver. So he gets up and leaves her on her own, and I'm like, no, don't leave her on her own, you idiot! Because, of course, she immediately just gets up and leaves. And he's like, oh, crap, where did she go? So then he goes off looking for her. Meanwhile, Mishi, her friend who saw the spooky hair ghost, she also doesn't want to be left alone, and uh, just kind of evaporates into... Black Mark. Yep. And then the Mark gets picked up by the wind. Yeah. Such a... Oh, just like turns around for one second and then boom. Yeah. Oh my God. That one's that one was quite disturbing because we saw beforehand she sort of spent the night comforting her mm. and like trying to help her. And then in the end, none of it mattered. Yeah. It's just like, like she turns into like black mold or like mm. yeah some you know yeah <sighs> yeah mold is a good description yeah 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 mm. uh, do we see more of the destroyed tokyo when he's going to look for haru i think we do as uh, well we see like the arcade oh yeah there's like the cuz there was a scene earlier on in the film where he's at this like um arcade um and then later on he goes through and the arcade is um abandoned mm mm so Harry's gone home, and if you thought the couch ghost scene was scary, this one might just be as spooky. Because she goes home, uh, she turns on the TV, and she sees some plastic bag man take off the plastic bag and then shoot himself. Yeah. And then the screen turns into a live stream of her house. Yeah, of, like, her sitting there looking at the screen. Mm. And, of course, she does that thing where she turns around, but there's no one there. There's nothing there. And she turns back, and she can still see the screen with herself in it. It's very well shot. The music, everything just amps up and up and up Mm. until, like, she gets up and goes to where the stream is, which is just a spot in her room. Mm. And then she looks straight at it and says, I knew I wasn't alone. And then she hugs air. Ghosts. So all the streams mm. are ghosts watching people. Yeah. And you see the ghosts POV, I guess. Yeah. So she's gone, and now he's like, yo, everyone's gone. Mm. He walks around Tokyo, and yeah, there's no one around. Yeah, uh, he robs a vending machine. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's a crime, sir. You're on, the, you're on a list now. As soon as everybody gets unraptured, you're getting arrested for this. How dare you, sir? I think Mishi also, she robs a convenience store. Yeah, she does. Is that the one way to survive in this world? If you do one robbing crime, the ghosts won't get you. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't want to, oh, we don't want to mess with them. They're hard criminals. (laughs) They're criminals. (laughs) Yeah, he's walking through this city. He sees a car, um, a pulled over car, and she's inside it, and Mishi's inside of it. And they're like, oh, 
The two stories have combined. They turn to the camera and they say, looks like the stories, how they'll become one. <laughs> yeah. It was very weird. I hated that moment. <laughs> this chapter has both of our names in it. <laughs> they decide to take off and uh, find evidence of anyone that they can. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, hey, let's go find your friend because he... They, they get to talking and she's like, so do you know anyone? And he's like, yeah, I got this friend, but don't know what's happening with her. And she's like, well, why don't we go find her? And he's like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Unfortunately, they do find her. The sequence of events to finding her is weird because they go to her apartment and look out the window and are like, there's an abandoned factory over there. Let's check that out. It's not really mm. what I would do if I was looking for someone is look out the window and see an abandoned factory and go, let's go there. Well, it's a place to start. <laughs> well, it turns out it's the right place because she's in there. Yeah. But she's she's walking around with a bag on her head. Mm-hmm. And then she takes off the bag and then she shoots herself. Yeah, she's walking around with a bag and a gun. Yeah. So was she dead beforehand, though? Well, as she said earlier, people, are, there's no difference between the dead and the alive. Ah, oh yeah, because the alive true. are all on their computers, mm. which makes them ghosts. Yeah, true. So they're like, "Oh, that was sad. I guess we're the only people left in Tokyo. We're gonna drive out, but they need gas." So they they eat a bunch of beans and start fighting. <laughs> is, that, is that what happens? That's is exactly that, yeah. what happens. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I was I I, I was confusing this with blazing saddles. Ha ha ha. Uh, the movies are practically the same, so... Blazing pulses. Pulse, pulsing saddles. Pulsing saddles. That's probably a product out there somewhere. <laughs> so they decide to do the best thing in a horror movie, which is split up. Yep. Where he goes to get the fuel and she stays there. I'm like, all right, one of them's going to die. Which one do I think it is? The answer to that question was the guy, as it turns out, because he, he goes to a, like a... a fuel pump it's a literal pump where you have to pump the fuel out yeah F- fair enough kind of weird that the pump was making the dial-up noises as well <laughs> i was like it's aged weirdly he goes to put the cap back on the fuel but oh no he drops the cap ah <laughs> uh, and it's the loudest cap in existence as it rolls across the ground right into and it's a very you know echoey factory yeah yeah i'm just saying that that was a very loud cap very dramatic cap, I'd say. And it rolls straight into the doorway of a what appears to be recently opened door with tape still around it. The red tape! Yep. Is this meant to be the original? Oh no, it isn't the original red tape room. Because we saw a flashback to a room that had red tape on it that might have been the first one or something. It, it might be, because it has the, the guy that's supposed to be like the first one that manifested, right? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so maybe it is that one that we see in the flashback then. Yeah, because there, there's the flashback of the guy talking to the construction worker who gets the tape, who's, who tapes up a room, but then the room had an internet cable attached to it. Uh, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the ghost escaped into the internet. I think we see that place demolished in the flashback. I, I, I'll have to go back to the Oh, tapes. yeah, that's right. So, so I guess it's not the original one, but yeah. But yeah, he walks into the room and there's a ghost and the ghost talks to him. 
this is a this is a very classic horror movie. Like, just leave the cat behind, bud. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to use the cat for? You're about to abandon this car on the road to get on a boat to leave. Like, just let let that creepy cat go into its creepy room, and the ghost can have fun with it. Yeah, he can. It's his now. Just leave. Oh, there's some great moments in this scene, though, because he walks in, you yeah. see the ghost, he's got, like, a blurry face, which was really effective. Mm. Also, he says to the ghost, he's like, I refuse to acknowledge death. I don't believe in yeah. you, ghost. Yeah. And then he walks up to him, and he can actually touch the ghost? Yeah. He's like, this is crazy. He, like, tries to shoo away the ghost to, like, firm his belief that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately for him, he, like, puts his hand on him, and it's there. And he's like, oh, shit, if I can feel it and touch it, it probably exists. Yeah. Like, you you could see this, like, shock as he realizes this thing exists. And we don't really see how, uh, that interaction ends, because then we get Mishi running into the room... Seeing him there and being like, all right, we're going to go get back into the car. And then he stands up and we see the black stain where he was sitting down. Uh, yeah. What does it mean? They grab the, the the canister of petrol, fuel up their car and start driving around an even more desolate wasteland than, the, than it was before. Um, everything looks a lot grayer. It's like dead bodies on the streets. <laughs> Um, and then they arrive at, um, at the pier. They're like, fuck, what do we do? Like, is this it? Is this the end? Um, and then they try to go back or something. And then a building explodes. Uh, yeah, they see a plane like career down. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it's like a weird precursor to 9-11. Mm. So they're like, well, I guess we, we should just leave here. And they get on a boat, like one one of those like rowboats, and then they get onto a like a, a ship, and that's the ship that we see at the start of the film. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's the captain on the boat, and the captain's like, "We, I'm going to South America." Yeah, mm. go and find some more survivors because this yeah. is happening all over the world. And then she goes down into her room, and uh, yeah, we see the guy. Disappearing into mm. black specks. Stain. Stain specks. Mm. But she's happy about it because she's like, there's a good friend. Yeah. And I'm not that lonely. Yeah, I, at least he'll be here with me. Yeah, his presence is still felt. Yeah. Yeah. My last friend in the world. My goodness, it's fun to make fun of this very funny movie. Ha <laughs> 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 It's put me in a very thoughtful mood. It's just, it's a beautiful film. It's really well done. And um, it leaves you a lot to think about. Mm. It's not really the sort of movie where you you watch it and then you get to the end and you're immediately like, I've got to go watch that again, you know? Mm. Oh, so many twists and turns. Everything now makes sense. i got to go watch it again. <laughs> it's not one of those ones. It's no. more one of the ones where you get to the end and you're like, oh. Then you think a bunch. You sort of take the whole thing in. Yeah. All together. And it kind of works as a, a, a feature length poem in a way. Yes. Mm. And maybe you'll go back to it in like a year and you'll unravel more aspects of the movie. Yeah. It's just, it's full of so many wonderful, like, 
affecting creepy images and sentiment. Just the whole thing is, yeah, has stayed with me. That is quite good. So, yeah, if you if you watch this and you enjoyed this, I would um, 100% recommend to check out the film Cure, um, in which um, actually the, the man who plays the um, ship's captain in this film plays a a detective um police detec- police detective who is um investigating a string of very strange murders that starts getting linked to like a satanic cult um and p- like people get hypnotized and commit murders and it's it's yeah equally uh, as haunting but in a in a completely different way it's just remarkable now, Zach, you usually, with these sort of movies, yeah. you're not usually the biggest fan of them. So I'm going to ask you first, what are you going to rate this? Uh, what's, your, what's your overall thoughts on this one? I'd, I'd probably rate this a goodie. Mostly because I, I quite liked the the ending. I think the second half of this film. it, it Because it's, it's... The way this film goes about, it starts off as, as sort of an ordinary... I... I I hate to use the word ordinary there, but like, you know, you got guys and then there's ghosts on the computer and they're like, <laughs> guys <"Whoa."> and ghosts. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, there's ghosts on the computer, whatever. But then it turns into something far more surreal mm. and generally terrifying as the world around them just sort of collapses. I'm like, whoa, I was, I was just not expecting it. Definitely makes me think, which may not be the best thing. But it's it's there. I think that's a great thing, Zach. Mm. I think um, you should try it more often. <laughs> oh, whoa, Sassy Ben's back. Damn it. Pew, pew, pew. Meow. All right, I hated this film. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Bad film. <laughs> this film sucks. No, um, no, no, no. It was, good. it was a good film. Yeah. I'm definitely going to give it a goodie, but I'm also like, I'm considering maybe it's better than a goodie. But I'm not sure... Have you changed the rating system, Sandro, since I was last... No, we've got awards that are better than a goodie. No. We've had that for a while. Yeah, we've always had that. Because we break our own rules constantly. The rules <laughs> yeah. are more like a guidelines, really. Yeah. Um. What are... We don't really have a better than a goodie award for this year. We've got the Clouded by Nostalgia Award uh. for movies that are better than a goodie, but also maybe aren't because we watched them when we, we were kids. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Interesting. But we could make up an award. This is... What about... What about transcending... Transcending the binary dichotomy. No, because that then <laughs> leads into us admitting that the rating system is bad. Yeah. Ah, yes. Because, see, I was actually going to say that um, uh, fundamentally you've picked a if oh, no. uh, you've you've, you've picked a bad year uh-huh. for your title. Because the title of the podcast, Oldie But A Goodie, implies that it's possible to be an oldie in the year 2001, which I just inherently <laughs> disagree with. I think enough, not enough time has elapsed. Yeah, all the movies are turning 21 and can have a drink, which therefore means that's they're not old. oldie. I feel like... Old, in fact, I, this is what I've said for every single one of your, <laughs> your podcast episodes, is that I feel like anything before 1970, just to be generous, could be... Could be uh, arguably considered an oldie. Anything after mm, mm. Uh, 1970, I think you uh, cannot, and I've said this every single time, but I'm stressing it in particular <laughs> yeah. because this is the, this is, is this the latest year that you've done? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, in, in particular, 2001, I just, like, vehemently ab- abhor... <laughs> 
your decision to call, even to contemplate calling films that were released in the year 2001 oldies. I tell you just what. Just by pure definition of the term. Uh, yes. Okay. But, but, hear me out, hear me out. You ben. are also, <laughs> might I add, and might I, oh, might, no. might I, might I reiterate, um, which I do every time I'm on the podcast, <laughs> that a film being an oldie does not inherently imply that it is a baddie. Yeah, oh, that's what we say. This. That's what we say. We say that every time. And yet, <laughs> used to persist with the title of your podcast. Why not say, <laughs> why not, why not say baddie or a goodie? At least he's getting all this out of his system before episode 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I have, a, I have a, a small thing. I think you're right, Ben. I think you're right. But the problem is, the longer this podcast exists... The more right we get, oh and the more goodness. incorrect you get. I don't think that's true so at if all. You're, if you're upset, it's a long-term investment. If you're upset, ben. listen to this podcast in like fifty years. Oh yeah, because that's... then we'll be correct. <sighs> because... In which case, uh, I, I would say that you are you have just forced yourself into uh, burying all recordings until fifty years from now. <laughs> In, until we, until such time as they can be released with an accurate <laughs> description of the of the title. I, I would just say we're we're doing it all ahead of time. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're 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 preparing. Therefore, you know, we'll, we have a lot of content ready in the future. We're banking them up. Mm, yeah, interesting, interesting. Anyway, with that said, Zach's given us a goodie. I'll give us a goodie. Ben, what are you giving? It? <laughs> <laughs> Within the your favorite system of fascistic <laughs> confines of your 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 rating system, I'm I you've bent my arms backwards behind me uh, in order in order to give this film a goodie. Excellent, very good. Five out five out of five. What would you rate this out of five, Zach? I'd, I'd probably give it like four. Okay, maybe a three point five. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as as Ben. Mm. You certainly seem to appreciate this one more than I do, but I certainly like enjoyed watching this, and it was a bit surreal for me because I I donated blood before before watching this film, so I was very out of it while watching <laughs> the film, and then all the the spooky surreal stuff happened, and I was like, oh my god, mm. what. What is going on? This is crazy. So that was definitely an experience. (laughs) I would highly recommend going and donating blood before watching this film. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, good points. Yeah, like, I I don't know what I'd rate it yet, but I feel like it's probably going to be one of my favourite films of the year uh, at the end of the year, which probably means that I should give it something better than a goodie. But at this point, I can't think of any names. So we're just going to move on to sequels. Well, Sandra, if you come back to if you if you do think of any names that of something that could because I I definitely give this better than a goodie. Mm. Uh, I think this crashes through the the uh, moniker of goodie. I think this is a greatie. Ah, how about that? Every time we get a guest on and we say that we've got an award better than a goodie, they always say greatie. <laughs> and quite frankly, all right. What about a what about a uh, a pulsy? A pulsy. <laughs> it gets a pulsy. I'm down for giving this the pulsy award. Oh, I hate that. No, surely if everyone comes on and says a greatie, that must mean that's a good idea and we should use that, Sandro. Yeah, but we don't. What does that say about us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we should. Oh, dear. But no, 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 no. Let's go with Pulsey. That's so much better. That's a great... It 
least it's not deceased. You know, it has a pulse. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> the name of the award is At Least It's Not Deceased, It Has a Pulse. <laughs> okay. I feel like that is uh, less than a goodie. <laughs> Is what that's the vibes that that phrase is giving me. No other movie is ever going to get that award but Pulse. Congratulations, Pulse! You're one of a kind. Uh, You've got the no. at least it's not deceased. It has a Pulsey award. Uh, I mean, that's that sounds that sounds like that sounds like when a film is barely stringing it together. At least it's not deceased. It has a Pulsey. I think I think you should award that film to something. Really boring and just negative, negatively reacted to. This film is (laughs) bursting with pulse. (sighs) At least it's not deceased. It's bursting with pulsey award. (laughs) Not only is it not deceased, but (laughs) also it is bursting with pulsey. Wow. Also, (laughs) it is bursting. With oh, Pulsey. There we go. Award. Let's call it just and just for short, just for shorthand, just call it a bursting with Pulsey award. Mm, mm. <laughs> not only is it not deceased, but it is also bursting with Pulsey award number one. No other movie is ever going to get that award. Uh, that's <laughs> only for Pulse. Um, so congratulations to the movie Pulse for that award. <laughs> All right, sequels. There aren't any direct sequels to this film, but in 2006, as mentioned, we did get an American remake, which stars Kristen Bell, which probably means it's watchable. <laughs> mm. That's where you're wrong. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but it did not do very well. It made a profit, but just enough. It didn't make a profit enough for it to get actual sequels. It just got direct-to-video sequels. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they made that. I reckon, Zach, we should do a bonus battle with Ben. Oh, no. That's the American remake of Wings of Desire and the American oh, no. remake of Pulse. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. I refuse that- to watch either of those. What is it? City of Angels. City of Angels God, with Nicholas Cage. that sounds Cage. like torture. <laughs> I'm not going wa- to do that. You are more than welcome to. And I can... I can sit there and be sassy, but I'm not watching the films. <laughs> you can, yeah, like, you can be on the episode without having watched the films. And okay. Just, just, second. <laughs> just, just, just listen to us talk about them and going, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can ask questions about it. I'm down to make that. Yeah, you you could be the, the mediator, you know, you decide which one is better. Which one, which one, which one I, uh, based on your descriptions of them, uh, which one I would be most, which one I, I would be least likely to not watch. Yes. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm down to making, for making that happen after our Patreon summer series. We can, uh, All right. we can do that. Absolutely. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey! 
welcome to 100 Horrors, a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best 100 horror films of all time, as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns. Every week we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the 100 Horrors list. With features such as... And what would you say to them at a funeral? We take a light-hearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right arse cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100 Horrors! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, because there aren't any direct sequels to this movie, we've got to make one ourselves. Now, Ben, we're doing something different this year because we are covering 2001. Sequels are out of date. No one cares about sequels. Everyone cares about crossovers. Ah. Everyone wants to make the next Jason versus Freddy. (laughs) Everyone wants to make the next Alien versus Predator. Everyone wants to make the other examples that I can definitely think of. I've got a random number generator. It's going to generate a number between 1 and 174. That's every single episode we've done. The ep- the number it lands on, we're going to make a crossover between the movie we reviewed on that episode and Pulse. Okay. So, hang on. So, so is this every episode for this year or for last year? Just in year? general. Just every episode uh, of oh, the show. E- ever. Up till this point in time. Correct. Got it. Every single movie. Uh, so let me just generate a number right now. We got 172. Wow, that's Ooh. very recent. Oh my god. It's Crocodile Dundee 3. Oh my, <laughs> oh god. my god. We did that like three weeks ago. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee 3 meets Pulse. Crocodile oh Dundee. He doesn't understand how the internet works. And- yeah, he gets sucked into the internet. <gasps> oh my god. I feel like that's what it is. He gets. It's, it's Crocodile Dundee in cyberspace. Like, yeah. It, it, but 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 at some point, um, it's like a scary cyberspace. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary, unsettling cyberspace. Um, everyone's making deep fakes of Paul Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts, the ghosts are all deep fakes of Paul Hogan. Oh, that's that would be a. It's like one scene in the movie where everyone's Paul Hogan, like being mm. John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be terrifying. <laughs> and then, and then. He's like, go, you know, maybe someone from Crocodile Dundee 3 has disappeared and he's trying his to- His son. Yeah. His son has disappeared and he's trying to find his son. Um, and the last time you saw him was in, in an MSN chat room. Uh, <laughs> and he's, uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to find him on 4chan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Who, who distributed that first one? Paramount. Paramount. So I'm, I'm also picturing that, yeah, he enters- the internet, um, but he enters specifically the Paramount servers, and that way we can shoehorn a bunch of ads for other Paramount properties. Oh, oh no, that's, that's, that's boring. <laughs> so Master Chief shows up, and Picard's there, and Picard's like, watch my show on Paramount Plus! No, 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 that's, that's <laughs> cheating. That's, that's stopping, that's not a crossover anymore. That's just a, that's just a blatant consumerist plug yeah well 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 welcome to the third crocodile tundee movie oh god yeah yeah it'll also make us a lot of money so i'm down for it 
Oh, but at some point as well, he comes into the uh, the world of Pulse and sees that everyone's sad and he makes a bunch of dumb jokes. That's not a depression. This is a depression. Oh, no. And he pulls out something that compresses things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> boo. He slowly deflates a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie is called Crocodile Dundee Barely Has a Pulse. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was the that's the name of the Crocodile Dundee film that they released last year. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Cro- Crocodile Dundee back in the habit? <laughs> the very excellent Mr. Dundee. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Zach, or do we move on? <laughs> uh, uh, no, this is perfect. I mean, it, at least it makes Crocodile Dundee. It, at least it steers it away from child-friendly movie. Because that was awful. You could only improve on Crocodile Dundee in Vegas or whatever the fuck it was called. Crocodile Dundee barely has a pulse. Anyway, uh, that's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're, that's enough. <laughs> Next segment, Zach. That's a, that's a, that's a perfect, uh, perfect, we, we cross over. Now that we've made a million dollars. Just a million? Yeah, it bombed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't know how much it costs to make. Yeah. If it costs, like, currently it's costing us nothing to make. How much does Space Jam 2 cost? Yeah, yeah. There's a Space Jam 2. Yeah, it's where they go into the Warner Bros first and there's heaps of product placement. Uh, that cost $150 million. Okay. So we're probably going to put about that much into ours as well. Okay. Okay. So only 149 million loss. Yeah. Cool. You should call this you should call this um segment tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Rotten Reviews. Yep. This is the part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes, the best place for discourse, and I go to the uh uh, the reviews for the movie, but instead of going to the, the critics, the shills, the, the idiots who don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> I go to the audience to get a, a genuine feel for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's like <laughs> a crowd intelligence, you know? <laughs> uh, one person could be wrong, but like a whole crowd of them on average is going to be mildly correct. <laughs> Um, so... Yeah, one one person could be wrong, but imagine what happens when you put a bunch of them in a room. This week, of course, we've got two people, so we'll do a little competition where I'll tell you the review, and then you have to guess the score. Yep. Uh, things have changed slightly Ooh. since yep. you've last been on, Ben. There's only, uh, uh, five wee, wee questions. How many poo questions are there? <laughs> <laughs> Are they all going to be timed by the number two? Thankfully none, because that sounds awful. We're getting all the jokes in now, <laughs> listeners, not during the, the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. At the tail end of the episode, when everyone stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, so one of these reviews is one that I have written. You wrote a Rotten Tomatoes review. Uh, I I actually usually post it on Letterboxd because okay. gross, like Rotten Tomatoes. Good lord, I've never <laughs> I've never post on there. So is the is the game that we have to try and guess which one's yours? Yeah, yeah, that that's for a bonus point. You got oh, you got to guess. Yeah. Okay, so I'll go through all the reviews, and at the very end, you gotta you gotta guess which one. So Zach wrote, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're usually like so uh, Thomas. Five nine five oh, right. wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I love Thomas nine five nine. He's a great reviewer. Five nine five. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And by the way, 
I believe some people are getting confused with this movie and the other movie called Post, uh, Pulse oh, that no. came out in 2006. Oh, no. the, the American remake. Oh, yes, God. the American remake. I just <laughs> oh, want to no. preface that before this. I read this review as it is slightly longer than the usual ones I pick. Kwee-Kwee <laughs> uh, wrote, This movie is actually a bigger disappointment than I am. Just don't watch it. It's not worth it. I'm actually ashamed I paid $1 at the dollar store for this disappointing excuse of a movie. Just go watch The Teletubbies. It's more of a genuine horror experience. Now that's a crossover I would watch. Hell yeah. Teletubbies are pretty uh, creepy. They are. We'll give them that. And creaky. Yeah. They're creepy and creaky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sandro, what did you think they rated this one? <laughs> it's got to be a 0.5, surely. Oh, 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 that's a bit bold. Uh, can you can you actually vote for zero? No, no. The lowest is 0.5. All right, 0.5. Uh, yeah, it was 0.5. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very negative. One point each. But as I said, I noticed a few reviews referencing things that were not in this movie. <laughs> so, whoopsie-daisy. Tom said, uh... Is much of it incomprehensible? Yes. Is it fucking scary? Yar. <laughs> huh. Interesting. That's a con- to me. That's a contender for a Zach review. You know what? Yeah. Look, I I reckon that's a four out of five. Uh, four out of five is a good guess. I'm gonna say three because they're acknowledging mm. that they didn't understand it. See, I'm I'm relying on the fact that they were so wowed and so scared by. And that that affected them more than the incompre- uh, incomprehensibility. Well, I'd say it's it's somewhere down the middle. Uh, because it's 3.5. And going by closest wins, we both get a point. Yeah. You both get a point, which means you're still tied. Yeah, yeah. still tied. Still tied in two points. We have Robert, who says, A good, eerie movie. It's confusing, but good. A unique watch. Mm. Ooh, not bad, not mm. bad. Uh, that actually uh, sounds like a solid four point five. Oh, interesting. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four again. Ah, this time it is a four. Ooh, you are hey! correct, Ben. Well done. <laughs> the next review is by question mark question mark it's question Zach. mark question mark question mark question mark space oh. question mark. It's not Zach because his space key doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? My, uh, my, my space key seems to work perfectly. I, I don't know meta what... Meta-knowledge. Yeah. Mm, questionable. It says, um, make me a headache. <laughs> make me a headache. Yeah. Okay. My, my gut, my instinct was like a, a two. I feel like 1.5 or two. Screw it. Let's just, yeah, let's just go with a two. Two. Well, there's always closest wins, so, you know. Uh, with a review like this, I feel like the review is so inept <laughs> yeah. that the person probably doesn't know that half <laughs> points exist. Uh, so I'll go one. Oh. You go one. Oh, that's very bold. Um, well, I can say, Ben, you do get the point. <gasps> As it's four out of five. <laughs> Holy shit! And four closest wins. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I, I told you. Uh, 
Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Making me a headache. Four <laughs> yeah. out of five. <laughs> I yeah. guess they this the question mark, question mark, question mark stands for headache lover. Yep. Mm, yeah. They, lover. Quest, they love to question things. Yeah. I thought it was obvious, you know. <laughs> Make me a headache. Yeah. They they want a headache. They're demanding Mr. Headman. Make me a headache. Dum, 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 dum. Uh, not not quite as catchy. Um, and then our final review for this evening is Carlos, who says, This is my favorite Japanese surreal horror internet ghost apocalypse movie. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be five out of five then, surely. Mm, mm. You're rating it five out of five. Ben, yeah. what do you think? Oh, I'm going to go with four and a half. Four and a half. Well, it's four out of five. So once again, Ben slips in another extra point. All right. It's not looking so good for Sandra. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I was testing you, actually. I was testing you, Zach, because I know that previously you said you would give this film four out of five. Yeah. Oh, you interrogated me earlier. That was the review for you that was four me. out of five. I made you reveal you your rating. me. And therefore, I'm guessing that Carlos is actually Zakos. Zakos. Oh. That's very bold. Yeah, interesting. Because I think, well, because the previous four out of five was make me a headache. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's Zach. I would also like to point out the last three reviews have been four out of five, Sandra. Oh, yeah. Your logic might be a little faulty. <laughs> so I'm going to guess that one's yours. Which one are you going to guess, Ben? What was... Um, can you can you read out the... Just like really quickly, can you read out um, the previous ones? Previous ones? So we had Kui Kui. This, uh, this movie is actually a bigger disappointment than I am. Don't. Watch it. It's not worth it. Oh, yeah, I'm the actually dollar ashamed. Store I paid one dollar okay. at the store. Blah 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 blah. Teletubbies. I don't think that's Zach. Okay. Tom, who said, is much of it incomprehensible? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it fucking scary? Yar. And how? What was the rating of that one? That was three point five. Okay. Because because remember, Sandro, Zach also did say it's a four, maybe a three point five. Yeah, I, I I I do remember that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go that one. Sandro was in fact right. Yes. It is ah, Carlos. Yeah, there you go. It was the last one. This is in fact my favorite Japanese surreal horror internet ghost apocalypse movie. Hell yeah. I think it might be mine too. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> nice, nice. Well that means that yeah, I end that round on four points. Ben ends that round on five points. Woo 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 woo! The winner. Over here. Although technically, Zach, uh-huh. Ben got it wrong and therefore loses a point, right? No, not in the doubles. Oh, not okay. in the doubles. Yeah, fuck you, can't. <laughs> oh, oh. rude. Whoa, okay, you won, Ben. You won. We're all agreeing here. No need to get aggressive, <laughs> Edit right? that out. Edit that out. Oh, no, it's going to stay. <laughs> oh, no. And if you want to hear Ben say the word can't again, can't. check out the Kegel and Greg album. Because um, Ben does say it. On that album. Uh, Anyway, that's the episode right there. Ben, you've got a show coming up in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah, if anyone's uh, in on or around Wellington, um, I'm going to be doing a show uh, also about an apocalypse. Um, It's called The Final Hours Hour, and it is set in a bunker where I, well, my character is doing a radio show uh, after the end of the world. Um, It's 14th to the 18th of June. Um, at Bats Theatre in Wellington. 
Um, if you know anyone who lives in Wellington, if you yourself living well, live in Wellington, um, you can you can find details about that on the Bats Theatre website, on my website. Yeah, please, please come along. I uh, am scrambling to get people to come. Very good. I'll call up my grandmother. I just visited her in Wellington the other week, actually. So I'll call her up. I'll, I'll recommend it. Yeah, Zach's grandma, come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> She'd love it. There you go. Well, Sa- Sandra has seen it. Would do you reckon, <laughs> Sandra? Do you reckon Zach's grandma would enjoy my show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Zach's grandma, come to my show. I'll send this to her. Yeah, she- she'll be on board. Sounds great. Uh, but yeah, that is all there. Links in the episode description as well to your Twitter and Instagram. All that, all that jazz, as they say in the movie industry. Doobie doobie doo. I'll make sure to link his TikTok. <laughs> He's got a great TikTok. Can highly recommend. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, my website, benvoltrock.com. Um, although after after watching this film, I would not blame you if you decided to switch off the internet forever. No. Well, yeah, because when you do go to your website, the first thing that pops up is the forbidden Ben. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. The forbidden, the forbidden, uh, the, the forbidden page. Yes. Um, which I is not a redirect to Two Girls One Cup. <laughs> No, it's a redirect to Goatsy, which is what? Oh, That's no. right. Goatsy, my show in Wellington. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're also on all of the stuff and things. Instagram, uh, we are at Pod. Facebook, same address. If you want to keep in touch, you can do so there or on our personal profiles. All the links are in the episode description. If you want to help out the show, we really do appreciate everyone who does. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Just a simple rating, a couple of words that'll help get new new ears on the show uh if you've got some spare cash lying around patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod get some bonus episodes and the ad free feed of this show speaking of bonus episodes up the creek up right now memento we are reviewing that next week which will be fun you mean you're reviewing it last week yes <laughs> time <laughs> am i right fellas uh, shout out to Josh Cake for our theme song. Shout out to our network. That's not Canon Productions. Everything that they do. Uh, and shout out to Zach because you got to pick next week's movie. Oh wow! Oh, I got a shout out. Nice. I haven't had a shout out in my own show before. <laughs> That's pretty great. All right, go hit hit us. Tell us tell us your uh, your picks for next week <laughs> while I sit back and uh, and glibly judge them. Well, there's a lot of options this week, so I was kind of hoping that you'd read out every second option with me, Ben. Okay. Uh, be- uh, uh, Zach, you got, you got so many options. Your first option's called About Adam. Oh, hey, that's that's me. No, you, no you're Zach. <laughs> uh, well, well, my last name is Adams, so I just assumed it was about me. No, it's just one of them. Oh, okay. It's oh, just sorry. one Adam. My bad. Yeah. Uh, it's a rom-com about the effect a seductive young male has on four siblings. Nah, that's definitely about me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you fuck your sisters? <laughs> no, 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 it's a, the effect of a young man has on some other siblings. I don't think they're his siblings. I hope not. Oh, God, I don't want to do another incest film. Not again. <laughs> another incest film. Yeah, we've done one before, honestly. Oh, no. It was not a good time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Pass. Moving on. Ben, tell me the other the next one. Should we redo that if you're cutting it? No, 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 no. <laughs> 
Okay. Don't edit it out. Um, so the next the next uh, option apparently is a film called Angel Eyes, where a mysterious man finds himself drawn to a police officer played by Jennifer Lopez. She's dealing with a lot of trauma. Ah, uh, your next option is called Conspiracy. Okay. Uh, it's a TV movie about the nineteen. 19- 42 Wansi Conference. That's probably not how you say that. Wansi. Uh, which was a meeting of senior officials from Nazi Germany and the SS. Mm. All played by Americans, I think. I think Kenneth Brown is in it. Yeah. All right. It looks all right. Um, and then the next film is Moulin Rouge. Aha. Which with, with the exclamation mark. Yep. Um, it's an Australian musical uh, by um, Baz Luhrmann about a young poet who falls for a cabaret actress um, and it stars Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. Uh, your other option is called uh, Shrek. It's some Pixar, like, wannabe animation studio. They made a movie about, like, fantasy cliches. That guy from Austin Powers is in it, apparently. I, I didn't know he did anything else. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was in Wayne's World. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. That's a good movie. Speaking of good movies, what's our last option? How did you know there was only one option left? That's a bit sus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your last option is Turbulence 3 Heavy Metal, uh, in which Satanists hijack a heavy metal concert that's happening on a plane, and hackers use the internet to try and help. What? The internet? Why, that sounds so fantastically tied in with this week's episode. I'm sure that's going to be the the film you end up picking. Um, That does sound incredible. Even if you don't pick it, that's that's going on a list. Uh, That has to go on a list, yeah. Are you going to... Now, if you do end up watching this film for whatever godforsaken reason, uh, will you be watching Turbulence 1 and 2? Uh, yes, probably. Oh, my God. I, I'll watch it. I'll sacrifice my time and effort <laughs> to watch those two films to get some sort of context. The movie Turbulence has some sort of connection to something I watched recently, and I can't remember what it was. Snakes mm. on a Plane? No, I think that the director oh, yeah. did something that I saw. Robert Butler. The director... Of turbulence. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the same director as Up the Creek. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. Well, I'm not picking it for this week, that's for sure. <laughs> we'll save that one for a later date. Moulin Rouge is very, very, very well known. Yeah, it's a good movie. I've heard of that one. Yeah, good movie. Um, about Adam, I don't want to talk about again. Um, <laughs> Angel Eyes. you got J-Lo, you got Nazis. Yeah, conspiracy. Hey, that's that's set in 1942. Would that count, Ben? Uh, no. For, for our podcast. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Well, my hands are tied here. You tried. I think I, I think I'll go with Shrek, please. I would like to go with Shrek. Go with Shrek, that's fair enough. Here's my thing, though. Is Shrek going to be enough for just one episode? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because I think we should do Shrek 1 versus Shrek 2, because they made more Ooh. of them. Ooh. Yeah, they sure did. They made Shrek 1, 2, and 4. Yeah! yeah. Yes, exactly. Because I think we should forever put to rest, Zach, the idea of the idea of which one's better, the original or the sequel. Ooh, that's, that's a dangerous subject. And Ben did say earlier... About just doing films for the nostalgia. Did I say that? Yeah, you said something along those lines. I wasn't really listening. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're doing Shrek. And then maybe comparing Shrek 1 and 2? Yeah. See which one's better? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very much a Terminator 2 sort of guy. Yeah, but this is Shrek. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You've got me there, Ben. 
Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do the first one or the second one? We're both of them. No, no, no. But like, who are you? Who are you? Who oh. are you gonna support? Who's in your team? Who's in your court? I think I've seen the first one more, so I'm gonna go first one probably. You you want to vote for the first one? You know, speak for the first one. I'll speak for the second one then. Very good. Very good. Anyway, we'll do that next week. Shrek versus Shrek Two. The Shrek down. The Shrek down. The Shrekinating. Shrek it out. <laughs> uh, wrap it up with the best quote from Pulse, or as I like to call it, not only is it not deceased, <laughs> it, it, it also is bursting Yo. with palsy. <laughs> I think that's the best quote from the podcast, not from the film. Uh, ben, what's your favourite quote from the film, then? Uh, I, my favourite quote from the film was, Ghosts and people are the same, whether they're dead or alive. What, what, what does that mean? Great question, Zach. What's your favourite quote? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, my, uh, my favourite quote uh, was the, the one I mentioned earlier. What's, what's this crap? Yes, I agree, you know. Oh, yeah. It's very relevant. It's probably the most relevant thing in the film. It was a, 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 a kind of literal end-user license agreement. Because <laughs> 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 he died. I think my favourite quote from the movie is, I refuse to acknowledge death. Oh, yeah. But because I'm going last, I've got to end the episode on a joke. Mm. So my favorite quote is... <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> why, why does the internet sound like some sort of Star Wars alien? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar beeps. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I hate that. <laughs>